The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds with Paya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Ali Colbert Show. I have my really good friend, Dan Perlman, here today. He is the creator and star of Flatbush Misdemeanors. We're going to hear a little bit about what's going on with him, and we're going to do some Q&As. We have some really fun ones, liking your girlfriend's sister, what to do if you can't move the relationship along, how to express your kinks. It's a really fun one. I can't wait for you to listen. If you enjoy the podcast, please, please, please give us a five-star review or four-star if that's how you're feeling. But I would really love five-star. Look, you're about to listen to the episode. Just do me a favor right now. Hit pause. Go to the Apple Podcast app. Give us five stars. Leave us a comment. Say, I love Allie. I'm so into Allie. You guys, it really helps us. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. I either like flying overnight or I like flying first thing in the morning because I don't like feeling like I'm wasting a day. And when you fly LA to New York, it takes up too much of the day. All right, let's get this. <laughs> We're getting this, right? <laughs> this is the promo. <laughs> so you have issues wasting a day? Yeah, I don't like wasting a day. Wow. Do you feel like you utilize most days? No, but I don't like, I don't, I mean, it's all like a control thing, right? So I don't like feeling like, like I'm like out of, uh, out of that control, you know? Do you do work on the plane? No, almost never. You sleep? I sleep, yeah. I'm a big plane sleeper. Some people say they can't do it, but I can weirdly I can weirdly sleep almost anywhere I'm not supposed to sleep. Me too. Like there are like many nights where I will like be in my bed and I will like not be able to sleep and then I will like go to my couch like I'm in like a difficult marriage with myself and <laughs> I just like banish myself to the couch and I'll like sleep on the couch. Yeah. That's I do funny. That. I do that like often. Do yeah. you say that on stage? No, no, I don't, but I, I should. Yeah. I'll jot it down. I, yeah. You, I feel like you actually, you say a lot of things that I think you should say on stage. And when I ask you to say them on stage, or I say, oh, are you going to say that? You go, I just did. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> now I can say new things, you know? I know. You, just that keep, is you funny. can just keep saying stuff. No, I do, I, I do do that. I, I don't know if it's like the pressure of like, of like, okay, now I'm going to go to sleep or whatever. Totally. I, I can't do it. And then and then when I'm just like, I could just like lie down in an Uber or something and pass out. Yeah. I have to, usually I take a melatonin to sleep. And I have this thing where I obsess over not getting enough sleep. So yeah. then I like wire myself awake and can't fall asleep because I feel really depressed when I don't get enough sleep. Yeah, I don't, sometimes I'll talk to a doctor or whatever and they'll be like, are you getting enough sleep? And I'm like, I always say, I'm like, the sleep is not the problem. It's the thoughts while I'm awake. 
So it's like <laughs> I could sleep all the time. I could get 12 hours sleep or two hours sleep. Yeah. And it's still going to be the thoughts while I'm conscious that I need to focus <laughs> on. But they love putting it all on the sleep. They're like, you got to sleep more. You get enough sleep. And I'm like, I know, but I'm awake a lot. And that really sucks. So we have to like work on that you're, instead of just like fixing it. You're like a comic that goes on late night and they like incorporate their bits in conversation. <laughs> And, this isn't a bit. And I'm Kimmel's like, Sarah Silverman, how's your weekend? She's like, I don't get enough you're saying, anal. You're saying I'm Comics Unleashing it right Comics now? Unleashed. Um, you ever see that show? No, which is that? Uh, it's mesmerizing. Wait, it's which a, is that? It's like a syndicated one. It's with like Byron Allen. I don't think it's still on anymore, but he mm-hmm. owns the Weather Channel now. He makes so much money, he owns the Weather Channel. I know who he is. Norm MacDonald had a funny joke about it. He's like, Comics Unleashed? Oh, you couldn't be more leashed. Um, but what do they do on the show? They will literally just, they'll have four comics on, but it's not a conversation uh-huh. at all. So but, so, but the segues are like dizzying. So he'll be like, so he'll be like, Allie, you got a bicycle? Yeah. And then you do your bicycle bit and then he'll turn over and it'll be like, now understand you don't like dogs. And it's just like, and they just do <laughs> and bits. They just do the bit. And then it's just, you're acting like it's a conversation, but it's so like jarring and surreal to see like four people doing that. Yeah. It's so, it's like, what the fuck is happening? It's, it's like, really, really weird. Do you remember when Chelsea Handler did Chelsea Lately and mm-hmm. she would have a panel and it would be four comedians like suffocating to get their bit out <laughs> and none of them would listen to each other? And it was like Heather yeah. McDonald being like, what's with women? And then that gay guy being like, I hate, I hate tuxedos that are green and they would just be like <laughs> screaming into the camera. It's very tough when you just line comics up like a like on a racetrack and you just you just shout go and they just all have to just like race out see who can it's say who here is on Tinder the fastest. Yeah, it's not how comedy's meant to be. No, comedy is best when it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, this is a thing Dan and I both agree about a lot is that we both like hate comedy but feel that we're like obligated to do it, I think. <laughs> Are you talking about stand-up specifically? I'm or? talking about stand-up specifically. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. stand-up is like Dan and I, like in, Dan and I came up doing stand-up together in New York. You've, mm-hmm. did, you've been doing stand-up longer than me. But I remember like us before the pandemic, I said to you, wouldn't it be amazing if all the comedy clubs just shut down? <laughs> yeah. And then like a month later, all the comedy clubs shut down. Oh, I didn't re- I didn't remember you called that. I mean, we've probably said stuff like that to each other so much. That, yeah, because yeah. it's a relief sometimes just to not Huge have relief. to be a cog in this machine. Of- well, it's just nice to, I mean, it, there, there's so much pressure and I'm still, I still feel like I'm re-engaging with it um, yeah. in terms of stand-up where the, you just feel like a lot of pressure to like, to always be thinking of stuff and you feel bad when you don't go up. And you you feel like it's almost like more guilt than it is like, and guilt and muscle memory than the the joy of doing it. That that feels more fleeting, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's something I would love to feel like I fully found again. But then I think a bigger drive is just so you feel like bad not doing it, you know. When yeah. you have a good set, it's it's that you can go on that adrenaline. But then in the absence of that, by the time I wake up the next day, I'm not still on that high as much, as much as like right after I get off, then I'm like, oh, I want to go do another spot. Yeah. But then the next day I'm like, I'm still working back into being like, okay, now I genuinely want to like uh, work on the shit and think about it and da da da. But it's tough when you're like balancing that with other yeah. um, creative-y things. Well, so I think, and for those of you listening who haven't had the pleasure of knowing about Dan yet, Dan sold a television show, Flatbush Misdemeanors, which he wrote and created and is the star of. And that, I, first of all, I would imagine that gives you permission to not care about stand-up as much. But that, like, is, I think, most stand-up's dream is to be able to sell a TV show, 
that they star in. Sure. Yeah. That they've created. Sure. And why don't you act like that? <laughs> why don't you act like that happened to you? I don't. I mean, you 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 know me very well, and so I I think um, it's tough for me to um, sort of internalize anything. I don't know. You wouldn't you wouldn't like me if I started. You wouldn't like me if that sort of thing had an impact on me. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be horrible, actually. If you wouldn't you were like, like that. I had like this ego. Yeah, you, the, that's not what makes us friends, and that's not what sort of connects us, I feel like. So I, I don't know. I, it I, would be just, bad for our friendship if you became more successful, what, so you hide it. Well, right, but it's not even it's not even like if I became more successful, but if you start like carrying yourself in a certain way. I don't know. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a huge fan of myself, but I just try to... That's what we, I just recorded with Mark Norman. He just said the exact same thing. He, really? He said, I love when people don't like me because I say we have a lot in common. Sure, yeah. Well, I'd feel that I, I like when people like me because— Right, me too. Because I, I, I don't love myself, so that, that's what you, where you chase the external love for. Right. Because then, then you can keep—you uh, don't have to work on that internal. Yeah. The, they, they like you over there. You know? <laughs> right. So, so I, but I don't know. I don't know how like that happened. I don't know. I mean, I also, I only am able to kind of like get the stuff done by like focusing on the, on the work of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I always, you know, I've used this analogy, but it's like I used to, I used to like sprint. I used to be a sprinter in high school. I ran I track. Know that. Yeah, I hated it, but I just needed used a to thing run to track. Do. I used to run track. I used wow. to run. I have to run around the reservoir, you know, the park every uh-huh. day. I used to run around that like once or twice a day, and I, I hated it. Wow. But anyway, this thing they tell you when you're sprinting is um, when you're running. If you look and see how the person next to you is doing, you already lost. Because even that little millimeter of like checking and seeing how they're doing versus you, it slows you down and it 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 takes the energy away and it's like it's just done. Right. And so I, I kind of you, I think about that a lot. Obviously, it's so tough with like Instagram and seeing how people are doing on social media and shit. Everybody is so makes so much noise for saying so little, but yeah. So it's tough to kind of like actualize that, but. I try to the best I can, like just keep my head down and like focus on the little micro thing that I'm doing, whether it's like rewriting a scene or a bit or whatever. And then hopefully the good shit comes from that. But then I think as a consequence of that, it's then tough for me to like lift my head up and then like I'm in um, a race. Enjoy, but enjoy the any of the good that comes from it because I my head is like locked in that little right. I think that's a great fiddling. metaphor. I think that's a really effective metaphor. And yeah, I do feel that people. I mean, Instagram is the worst, and we we talk about this offline. Yeah, but Instagram. Can I say the fun? Wait, sorry to cut you off. Can what? I what? Say the thing that maybe like because we both have struggled with that, and I'm like I've deleted it for days on end, and was telling you the same. Yeah. And there's that time a few weeks ago when you're like, I feel so much better having deleted the app, and then I was like, I'm so happy for you. And then I go on Instagram and I see you just shared a story, and it's from like two minutes ago. I did. And I like screenshot it and I send it to you. I'm like, I'm still happy for you. And you're like, I just shared that and then deleted it. Oh, I swear. I think so, I did delete. Uh, yeah. I. Oh God. Yeah. It's I, tough. Um, it's very tough. No, it's tough. I have this thing where I don't want to be on Instagram because it makes me hate myself, but then I also feel guilty if sure. I don't post on Instagram sure. like store like stories and things like that because I'm like this is my life's purpose is to engage people <laughs> on my stories and to be a two second Look. ephemeral stand up bit that you can't even remember and someone jerks off to in their mom's basement this is my sole purpose it's so it's, brutal it's really tough cuz it's you're you're also kind of especially if you're not like doing like three sets that night or something it's tough to 
it's like, what are you doing if not, how are you getting that external validation? You yeah. Know? I guess you could get like love from people who love you, but but that won't do. But that do. doesn't do. No, that, that simply won't do. Who cares do. about that? <laughs> I guess it's like, I suppose some people give that a whirl, but uh, yeah. no. Yeah, no. No, no, no. That won't cut it. No, 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 I no, need no. like a fire emoji from some guy I don't know. <laughs> That's what I fucking need. Someone, someone, you need someone to DM you and say $50 for your feet. And then I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Now uh, we're talking. All right. It was all for something. I know. I. It's really bad. I, uh... Whatever. I mean, now I do. I have the timer on my phone. That doesn't work. I time it. I'm like, ignore. It's nah. like you, you know you've been on Instagram an hour. I'm like, it doesn't. You're it doesn't like, feel I'm not like gonna nothing. stop. Yeah, I'm not. You're gonna. like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I a gr- it was a great hour. I wouldn't trade a second of it. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. It's it's not good for my mental health. No, it's bad for everybody's. It's yeah, it's bad for everybody's. Um, but speaking of. Instagram and questions and answers and all of that fun stuff I do on, on my story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. some things people wrote in about looking for advice. So I'm just going to go through these and Dan yeah. and I are going to respond. I wish we had a theme song for this that was like, a What'd you say? Oh, we're going to work on it. We're giving advice and we're giving advice. It's reminding me of your bit. You're like always trying to like drop that you're a singer. I'm always trying to sing on stage. I love that. You are. You're like, I haven't done stand up, but what karaoke song should I do? I'm like, what, Dan? You do that. <laughs> I sang Dancing in the Street. Yeah. Oh, karaoke. you did? Yeah, Dancing did. in the Street? Yeah, you know. That's that. not a song. All you... around, around the world. Are you ready for a break? You know this song. Like he's just trying to sing. He's I, like, you, you know this you song, You know right? this song, right? I don't know that song. For Dancing in the Street. No, I don't Man. know that song. Okay. I want everybody to write in, write in that I you know this song. I can't imagine you really listening to music soulfully. Soulfully? I can't imagine you being like... Everybody dancing in the moonlight. I can't imagine you, and I'm realizing what it is. I can't imagine you having fun. That's what it is. That's what I'm registering. That's not true. How much have we we've laughed constantly? Yeah, but it's not fun in the way that like you're meant to textbook have fun. That's true. Yeah, you don't don't, have textbook fun. I don't remember telling them when I texted you, and you said I'm having fun. What did you text? Oh yeah, there was a time you're talking about when I texted you. I texted you like, oh, we were. I was with. A uh, few people, and you, I said, and you and I, you texted how how is it? And I said, oh, it's fun. And you got furious. You, if I remember right, said to your then girlfriend at the time, "Fuck him! Uh-huh. I'm done with him. Well, I just <laughs> he's an asshole. No, like, not he's I'm, an I'm asshole. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the emotion of it. You were very very upset. And then I text you because you're like, he's fun with that person. And then I text you an hour later. I was like, sorry, I thought they were looking at my phone. That was a nightmare. I'm okay. I'm fine. And you're like, there's my dad. Yeah, because it was a person that I had had like a contentious relationship with. So the idea that you were just suddenly, Dan Perlman was suddenly having fun. (laughs) I was like, you're not having fun, you fucking asshole. Don't have fun with them. And I wasn't. I was just sitting next to them in a tight booth. I know. I I would be shocked if you were like, that's not the environment in which you have fun. You know know me. You're like, what? Yeah. No. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. Let's do it. The first uh, question, I don't know if this is a question. I guess it is. I like my girlfriend's sister so much. What do I do? It's hard to be around her family. Well, I I wish I knew how old they were, but I guess whatever. I assume they're in their 20s. In their 20s, yeah. I mean, it's just like the the honest answer is you just let it let it go, you know? You have the sister who you think is attractive. 
You can jerk off to her. It's fine. Yeah. You can wish you were with her. I doubt she wants to be with you. Probably the girlfriend doesn't really want to be with you. <laughs> just kind of enjoy what you have. Yeah. But if you want to blow it all up, then, you know, if you then just go, go, go big, go home. Listen, you're never going to make Hannah and her sisters, too. <laughs> So, that, you're, so no that guy had to make a movie about how badly he wanted to fuck his girlfriend's sister. You see what yeah, I'm to, saying? Yeah, to win an Oscar. And guess what? It still didn't fill the void. Okay. He still needed to hook up with the daughter <laughs> to fill the void. Exactly. It's the sister this month. Ten years from now, yeah. it'll be the family cat or something like that. Yeah, but also it's just so, you know, don't be around the sister anymore. Just blame it on the fact that you hate her, her parents or whatever. In all honesty, though— if I may interject here, yeah, please. I think that this is a problem. I What's don't. That? I don't think this is casual jerk off. I think this is a problem. Oh, that he's this person is actually. Like, I think this is a problem. Genuinely into. Yeah. In in this case, or in general, an epidemic. If I were an into epidemic of hot sisters. If I were into my girlfriend's sister, my girlfriend doesn't have a sister. If I were into the person I'm dating, sister, it would be really bad. It would be really bad, and I would right. maybe have to just get just get out of the family altogether. Leave, yeah, it's, if it, depending on how bad it is, you don't have to be in this family. I think it's also, I mean, now we're fortunate enough that we can do some research on people. You can look at their families. You see them online, photos and stuff. Just make sure that there's not someone who is always going to make the person you're dating feel uh, lesser, you know? What does that mean? Like, if you see that they have, like, way hotter sisters— don't then, date them? Then don't date the ugliest one, you know? <laughs> Just find someone who's the hottest in their family. But this I is think the, that's reasonable. Th I think that's reasonable too, but here's the issue. Yeah. Is that there's always going to be someone hotter. And this is what I do. Yes. So like, for example, when I first came out, I was like, great. Now I'm going to start hooking up with like Zoe Kravitz, basically. Sure, sure, sure. And sure, then sure, you sure. go to a party and you're like, oh, well, fuck. Right. The only person that's available is this chick from Jersey. Yeah, this is a real, yes, that's the real straight arrogance. That's like New York arrogance. Also, when I thought like, I used to think like, man, if I like moved to Canada, I would just like be like a mayor, like instantly. You know what I mean? Like you, you just would think, be a mayor. Is that, that's for you being hot is being a mayor? No, not, no, not being hot, but just being like, you think you like know more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think like whatever whatever version of life you've been living is a, your, the life on hard mode. And so any shift, you're like, well, I'm just going to like dominate. You know, I'm oh, going to just Oh, wow. Start. I have not had that thought. Really? So. Well, that's kind of what that is. I'm going to start hooking up with Zoe Kravitz. Oh, no. I th oh, that's interesting. It's so like, like if you switch career tracks, you'd kill? Well, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like what I'm doing here is so hard. I could just go and do, not a thing You that, could just go and what? Well, not be like a brain surgeon or whatever, but, you know, do you think, like, I, I guess I thought, and this was like a more, like, teenage kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, if I just went and moved to a new place or whatever, that somehow, it's like almost like a city thing. Like, if I moved to a small town, oh, I would just, like, know how to run do it. Do you know how much pussy I would eat in a small town? <laughs> you go to the you go to the, the main diner. Are and you just, fucking kidding me? Like a, a butcher, take a number. And if I were in a small town, every single at-home wife would be a lesbian. But this is this is right, but this is that. There's that, no currency there. But this is that that uh, arrogance that may or may but not. But you said be I'm valid. going to be like the mayor of Montreal. You're like I'd be the prime minister. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. like not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. in a small town, I'll be a big fat fucking fish. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Oh, I'm just I saying didn't get it that. in a different example. Oh, but that's it's less of a small town version in my mind. But I see what you're saying. Oh my god! But the other thing is like if. I would really only clean up in that small town if there was an open mic. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we've talked about this as well, that when you do comedy, that is the best. I mean, you're really just showing the best version of yourself. So it's much easier to have people attracted to you. Right. And this is something that we talk about this all the time. And you talk about this in your act about how the thing that you're attracted to in the person ends up being the thing that like drives you crazy about the person. I think sure. about your uh, free solo joke. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was the idea The idea that, so in that free solo documentary, it's this guy, he climbs mountains without a rope. Right. And then he meets this girlfriend at like a book signing. And, you know, she comes up to him and she's like, I think it's really cool how you climb rocks without a rope. And he's like, thank you. I'm a psycho who climbs rocks without a rope. Right. And they start dating. And then it cuts to six months later. And she's like, why are you always climbing these rocks without a rope? And it's just like, <laughs> when you guys met, this was how he introed himself. Right. He's like, I'm a lunatic who does this thing. Right. And that I felt so, I'm like, this guy's a psycho. And yet in that moment, I had so much empathy for him. Yeah. Because I, I'm sure we've all, anyone who does comedy and has dated someone who's not in that field has had that, where especially when you've done it initially, where it's like very attractive that you do it up front. And then it's like, but you're always thinking about this thing. And you're like giving all your time to like, go hang out with these sociopaths at a bar where you perform for 15 people. And you're like, yeah, that's where I met you. Like, right. I met you there. This like, is my <laughs> this is my biggest thing with right. Julian is that, so I met Julian. Julian was straight at the time. I performed. I mean, I'm giving myself a lot of credit here. I'm no, like, my performance remember, inspired in her the desire I, to live a gay life. I remember this whole, the origin of all of this. Okay. I've been around long enough now that I've seen, I've seen you do this. And then this weekend, I perform... I, I have a great set. Yes. Everyone's coming up to me after. Yeah. Ooh, Allie, we love you. We love you. She's like, wow, all these people are crazy. What's going on with them? They're You're so like, weird. That, that was you. Oh, that was you. you. That was you 10 months ago, Blondie. <laughs> this is what works for me. She's like, it you works. don't think they're weird? Do I think the people that are telling me I'm You're incredible like, are weird? No, no not they're really. The, they're the only ones who get it. Yeah, they get it. They see my power. They, <laughs> they see me. They understand. Yes. They understand, and and the ones who are, are hot are not weird at all. Oh, my God. They're not weird. They're brilliant. They're, they're brilliant. They have a wisdom to them. They do. It's so, <laughs> if they're rich, I think they're so fucking smart. I think they yes, have good powerful. taste. Yeah, good taste. These people and have good taste. You can see, that's how they got to where they're get, they got to, because oh, of judgment like that. This, yeah. A keen eye. A keen eye, absolutely. A keen eye for young, hot talent. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back to this person asking about their uh, their girlfriend's the sister. sister. Yeah. You know what? There was this. There was um, a girl in my high school. She was pretty hot. Her older sister was smoking. Yeah. And at parties, they would make out in a hot tub. Whoa. And this isn't the first time I've heard of this happening. I haven't seen it, mm -hmm. but like you know, like the idea of like the twins. Sure. Well, what is that? Isn't that fucking weird? Like you fuck your sister. Isn't that like disgusting? You're talking from the sister's perspective or for anyone who's in, enjoying it? I guess both. Like, isn't that nasty? Well, I think for, I can't speak for hot twins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would, but I guess I'm I would. I'm asking you. <laughs> I guess I would Wait assume, on the twin psychology. I guess I would assume that they're more performing for everyone else. Right. Because they're not at home, I would assume they're not at home making out in the hot tub right. with nobody there. They're doing that. As How could a, you even make out with your sister? Fucking hell, that's nasty. Well, I, I guess if it, if she looks, if she's an identical twin, you can kind of just think of it as kissing a mirror. And who among us hasn't kissed a mirror, you know? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, we're going to go to our next one. Our next question. So I, I hope we helped you out. I, we're, our, your options are date the hotter sister or leave the family. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question is, how, Allie, do you be honest with your partner about your kinks? You seem so secure. Well, this is more for you. 
but then I guess it's a broader thing of how, no, do, it's how does one be honest? Like, how does one be honest? Yeah, I guess how do you be honest about your kinks if your kinks are, if your kinks feel like uncomfortable? Weird. Maybe if they feel weird, I guess to you. I mean, the truth of the matter. Yeah, is, what's the truth of the matter? So we've, we've been in we've been in the lies of the matter, but now we're going to get to the truth of the matter. We're going to do this but with the, fresh eyes. Fresh eyes. <laughs> I think the truth of the matter is that uh, whatever you think your weird kink is, not only is it probably not that weird, there's probably like a massive community of people who like live for that thing in a more extreme way. Yeah. I, I you know. I, there's, I think there's very little, and this is the one probably benefit of, you know, uh, internet in terms of like helping people find communities who think they're like completely psychotic and alone when actually they're psychotic with other people at the same level army. of psychosis. There's a full army of whack jobs. So I, I think that that should probably help. But then also I, I think if you speak to, if, if you talk to her, and tell, or, or him or whoever, that I think... They'd probably be down for it, but also you don't want to be with someone if that's like genuinely your kink. If they care about you enough, like you know, if you want to see their their feet, you want to see their earlobes. I always go to the feet too. I always think they're talking about feet. I think they're never talking about feet. I don't know. Oh, I heard an interesting kink this weekend. Yeah, I heard this guy. He likes his girlfriends to wear like a a boot, like a pointy boot, and wear it around all day. Yeah, and then he wants to sniff it. Before they fuck. Sure. Why not? Whatever. He likes like the stinky smell, I guess. Or it feels like, what is that? It feels like private and dirty. I think think that probably folds into the like, the idea of wanting to be like humiliated. Like you you had that guy who would message you and he would like pay you just to say that his dick was small. Yeah, I did have that happen for a minute. You had that, I remember. And and so it's like, I think that falls under that umbrella where it's like, they just like feel, like these are people who probably have a lot of like power and control in their regular lives. And so then they just want to like escape and have the sexual fantasy of like, like that's not like a person who's like living like in a a shoebox, you know? It's someone who's like doing really well and then they're like escapist fantasy. Yeah, you're smelling feet if you're on a jet. Yes, exactly. Right. And if if your life is like smelling ugly boots, then you're not coming to that. Right, you know, right, right. You're coming to the idea of, you know, being in a mansion or a hot tub or a private jet. Right. Your kink is often, yeah, your kink is often like addressing that lack. Yes, I've tried to, uh, you saw, I did a bit about that at that private event we did. But yeah, I do the, think the it's The power often, dynamic in the role The power play. dynamic, yes. That yeah. I do think it's the inverse often. Okay. I think that's, that, that. so I think that's what that is. But also, it's like, just tell them. And it's like, if you're not going to, if you're going to be with somebody and not even like share what, yeah, no point. You gotta just what makes you come. Just say what makes you come, because otherwise neither of you are coming. I would do. You're not gonna make them come, probably, because you have this like weird kink you should be ashamed of. Probably it's probably pretty embarrassing. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I think you should. No, I just say it, because then you could try to uh, make each do, other get each other off. I would do a uh, like a gradual intro into the kink, like de- oh, depending sure. on the level of the kink. Yeah. Like if your kink is getting fa, like if you're a dude and you want to get like pegged. Yes. Maybe start with a pinky in the ass. Sure, yes. And just build it up. Right. You want to say like, right, you want... want, Don't grab the strap on and say, my turn. Right. If you have some father thing, you could be like, can I call you daddy? You don't come right out and be like, you are my father 
who I didn't see for 11 years, and now we're re- right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You ease into you're just a, a, a toe in the water. But you're the, testing the temperature. These things can be like really awkward, and I'm yeah. thinking about something funny that happened to me the last time I was with Julian. Mm-hmm. And what happened, I sometimes will like, I'm really into dirty talk. Yes. It really does it for me. Yeah. If I'm with someone that I, I feel that they can't do dirty talk. It's no good. It's no fucking good. I won't no. do it. I'll have a shutdown. Me too. There's no point. I'd rather just do this thing silent. This is the same with Let's me. Let's just grunt and get it over with. I feel the same We're way. compatible. Yes. So, so, <laughs> We've always done this. Cut the park. No, so, <laughs> um, what happened was I said something. I tried to say something really dirty. I forget what I said. Something pretty basic. I, sure. You know, whatever. And Julian goes, what'd you say? Nah, you don't, can't repeat yourself. You cannot fucking say, what did you say? You can't repeat yourself. I'm not ever saying that again. No, I'm never going to say that again. So I, feel, I, I, feel, I feel that annoyed when I'm, if we're just having lunch and I have to repeat myself. I'm like, did no. you just shut the fuck I'm up? Like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. The waiter's like, I'm sorry, can you just please <laughs> tell me what you ordered? I'm not fucking repeating myself. No, I'm rock hard. No, the check. I'll take the check. And I was like, you didn't order. I'm like, okay. There, <laughs> off I go. Yeah, there's no repeat yourself in dirty talk. I've no. had a few, I'm like, dude, th- th- this is an in the moment kind of thing. Well, that's what, here's the thing. It's like, if you don't hear someone, this is a good tip for everybody. If you don't hear what the person said when they're dirty talking to you, just say a different thing. It, it just doesn't matter. You don't, because whatever they said, it was not like information that you need for your day. It was just a thing in the moment. Right. So just let it live in that moment. Totally. And don't make them self-conscious about the thing they just said. Yeah. Because it is a vulnerable thing. And you're saying and just trying to connect. And just be present in the moment. So if you don't hear what they say, just pivot to a new thing. Totally. A fun fact, whatever. Just get, you'll probably guess what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is a great question, especially having Dan on the podcast. The mm-hmm. question is, Allie, I seriously don't know how to show my feelings. How do I learn to do that? <laughs> You and me both. I wrote this question. You wrote this question? Uh, You wrote in? Ask him this. (laughs) Hey, this is another vulnerable thing. Yeah. This is the same coming from the same place as I don't want to repeat dirty talk. It's I'm putting myself out there and that feels really scary. Yeah, I think, well, for for me, it's always very um, uh, selective with the people with whom I, I show my feelings. And there are people who I've known for a long time and that's always been helpful. I read this thing and I was talking about like, like these different like categories of friends and it was like your trust friends and your uh, whatever. And then like one of them was like rust friends. It was like people you've known for a long time. It was like your rust. They're starting to smell. It was like a little bit. Yeah, there's like cobwebs, but it was like the rust friends can become your trust friends because there's so much time and you sort of are so familiar with Uh, them. Okay, sure. But anyway. It's the same with the kink thing of like you sort of test the waters and try it a little bit. Right. I have like, you know, you dabble with telling somebody this or that, and depending on how they respond, yeah, uh, I think then I will get more and more comfortable sharing. So that's to anybody reluctant, I would say to try a gradual thing. Yeah. I don't, I, I, and the opposite of that, I, I less trust people who share everything immediately. Oh God, I hate Like that. I think I, that the whole trauma bonding thing, I don't, I'm not very into. I yeah. think when people are like really excited to tell you everything bad that's ever happened to them, yeah. it's almost like an excuse to like, to like fuck you over later yeah. because they're just like a little bit saying like, my pain is the center. Hello, my pain. And <laughs> like that becomes the center yeah, point right. for all of it, you know? Yeah. So that that's what I, a little bit of what I would say. Yeah, I find myself, if I put myself out there like kind of earlier, maybe not necessarily earlier on in a relationship, but a relationship where 
I just feel like I'm being a vulnerable version of myself. I actually have to like install safeguards so that I don't right. have a fucking shutdown. Right. So like I, I found myself doing this thing and it's not a good thing, but I'm aware of it where if I go to tell someone a story mm-hmm. or like share something and they interrupt me and they like bring the conversation somewhere else, they yeah. derail. I will not return to what I was saying until no. they until they ask, yeah. what were you saying? It's like an obsessive compulsive like thing that I do that's like, it's fucked. Like I know they want to hear, but like I just, I can't bring myself to saying yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't even know. It's tough for me to even say that's fucked up because that's exactly what I would do also. <laughs> like, right. so maybe we both are in the same way, but, yeah. but I think that I would probably shut down. I would probably just feel a little bit like I also do a thing sometimes where if somebody doesn't like ask how I'm doing or ask a question, I'm not going to jump to share things, you know? Because yeah. if they don't, mm. if they don't express interest, then I'm not going to like shoehorn that in, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, a, and maybe I do that to to extreme a degree sometimes, but I think I do that because I don't want to like, you don't want to like force some dynamic because it it feels bad. The same if you're on stage and you do some. But you know when people aren't really connected to it. Do you right. know what I mean? You right. know when the energy is not there. And the same when you're like talking to somebody, you can read social cues if you're of any kind of like self awareness. And so it's just like you know, like all right, they're not really present. Right. So I'm not going to like try to be vulnerable in this way when they're not. They have their back to me. I'm not going to trust fall when they're not even looking. You right. Know? Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. This is a strange one. But I guess, okay, we can, this will be our last one. I've been dating my girlfriend for two months. I haven't yet seen her naked. What do I do? This is hard for me to believe. Yeah, this doesn't, uh, this but it's true. It's true. There's like people like this for real. Like I remember I was friends with this girl in college. Yeah. And she had been dating this guy. She wasn't a virgin. She had been dating this guy for like 10 months before she slept with him. Well, I think obviously it depends on like what the circumstances are. Like it's like, are they religious? Has, has she never been with anybody? Was she with somebody and had some horribly traumatic thing? Two months is enough like, for all that. <laughs> Baggage? No. Are you kidding? Jesus, Judaism? No. Molestation? <laughs> Two months? Eight weeks? You're good. What the fuck? A lot of times they go together. Um no, yeah. So I I don't know. You figure out what the baggage is, and if it seems legit. Then you seems legit. Yeah, yeah. Let you, me check that bag. Security check emotional security baggage. Security check the baggage. You hold the twenty up to the light and you see if that pain, uh, you know, I'll if it's it. fake or not. Yeah, that's a forgery. No, so I, I guess that's what I would say. But then also, if if she still, if it seems like it's a bad vibe, see if she has a hot sister. She, if she exactly. This is the first guy. I have such a hard time, and this is my this is my sexism kicking in. Hell yeah! But I have a really hard time when I hear dudes say. I've been seeing this girl for so long and like we can't we can't like figure out if we're more than friends. Like that's up to you to right. figure out. Right, right, right. And yeah, I know. Oh, women can ask men on dates too. No, they fucking can't. They better be in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> I just I don't like listen. What you percent of the words you said do you believe? I know not the last No, part, I don't believe that, but I do you believe women can't ask men out on dates? No, I think that they can't ask men out on dates, but I think Men? I feel like you would. Would you do that in your straight days? Yeah, I've done that. I totally see you doing that. I've done that, but in my straight days, yeah, I've done that. But you know what? Men, when they want to go out with you, they ask, and if they don't ask, you don't want. You're not turned on by a fucking passive dude. Like I'm. Right. I'm sorry, right. that's not the thing. Right. right. So have a guy you coerce into going out with you <laughs> give you bad head? Like what? 
It's just not going to work. I don't get well, that. It's not, a, it's not about coercion, I guess I would say, as much as like. The energy is not right. Right. I think that's fair. And I just, this guy, I know this dude, he's like, I've been seeing this girl. I've been staying with her for two weeks. I've been, we've been sleeping next to each other in her bed. We've been sitting next to each other on the couch. I don't know if we're friends or not. You know what? Why don't you make a fucking move? Well, yeah, that's, that's enough. To, it's not like you had one evening where the energy was like, I can't tell what this is. She's inviting you into her house. That's her move. Yeah. You can also, I think some people are think they just have to like make a, like a TV or movie move where you just lean in and kiss the person or whatever, but like... Oh, we talked about this. We always can, ask. Yeah, you ask. Yeah. You throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can. And if you could have a conversation about it, this right. is this is a, a good move for just being on the same page and it's, uh, you know, consent and everything and you're just having the conversation and that way... You're it's also just, hot. It doesn't have to be like, is it okay? Right. Like, can I kiss you right now? Right, 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 right. I had this girl, I went on a date with this girl like a before Julian. And I asked her if I could kiss her. And she said, she was like, I can't right now. Some some bullshit. And guess what? I still asked again three hours later and she let me. (laughs) So don't fucking ask once. Sometimes you got to ask twice. And if she's she's there. Your your lesson here is don't take no for an answer. Do not take no for an answer. uh, Questionable lesson. If she is spending time with you, being intimate with you, not I'm not even talking about precisely sexually. No, for sure. Hanging out with you, yeah, spending time with you. Of course she's open to it. Of course, yeah. Put of yourself out there. What's the yeah. worst thing that's going to happen? She'll say no. But also she says no. So what? Then it's exactly what was happening bef- like, you know, before you went over there and after you go home, which is you're alone, not kissing somebody. Exactly. It's totally okay. You're alone, not kissing someone, dreaming about your girlfriend's sister. There you go. You guys— I'm so glad we had Dan Perlman on the show. Dan, you have season two of Flatbush. Do you have any idea when people are going to get to see that? I think it should be the spring, like probably around like May, June, May, season June. two. So fun. Um, and where can people follow you and find you? At Dan J. Perlman, P-E-R-L-M-A-N on uh, Instagram, Twitter and all that. And then, uh, yeah, Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. Just get a free trial and binge it. Yeah, get a free trial. Binge, 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 purge. Okay. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Thanks for listening, guys. I will see you next Tuesday. Mwah.